ourselves, Lord. Father, Lord, we are not worthy. Lord, we are only called your children because of you. What you did on that cross. You took the shame. You took all the blame. You accepted to suffer loss. 
because you wanted to redeem your bride. You came down, Lord, to, to, amen, to, to perish on earth so you can rescue your bride. And I'm so grateful that I'm standing here today because I've been redeemed. I've been rescued. I'm your bride. I'm so glad I can stand here this morning. And you say, oh, I'm so glad. He found me. With his arms, he put his arms around me. And he pulled me out of the world. And he led me to this message of the hour. Oh, I'm so glad this morning. And I lift up your name, Lord. I just say, worthy to the land and Bless every person that is here this morning. And even those that are streaming this service. Those that will see it off of the archives, Lord. Bless each and every one of them, Father. Let your spirit flow in our midst, Lord. In these few moments, we are going to share your word. We commit the reading of your word into your hand. Just come and inspire us, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 As we open our Bibles, please. We are going to the book of Malachi. Malachi chapter uh, chapter chapter four. Amen. Amen. Is that this microphone? So, this verse we have read quite a few times now. I think that this is the fourth time. But uh, we are still building the foundation to, the, to, the, to this same verse. And uh, we shall go into the depth of it as we continue in, in this series. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Mina, you can be seated. So we are speaking on the ministry of Elijah in the end time. The ministry of Elijah in the end time. So this is part four to that. Um, the Christian world is the Christian world is waiting for what we call the coming of the Lord. But there are two types of waiting. You, you can wait for the Lord to come when you know how he will come and when he will come or you can wait blindly. But if you wait blindly he may actually come and you don't know. 
But if you know the signs of his coming and you know the prophecies pertaining to his coming, you cannot miss him when he comes. Because you were waiting. If someone tells you there is a man coming to do something for you and you know he has a gift for you. But that man is dressed in a red shirt and a black coat. So when you stand on the door on, on, on the way waiting for that man, you will be waiting for a man with a, a red shirt and a black coat. But because someone told you and you've been waiting, so you knew what you were waiting for. But if someone tells you there is a man coming and he's bringing a gift for you, that's all you know. And you wait by the road, you will wait forever. That man may come and pass. You may never recognize that he has even already come and gone. You will miss the day of your visitation only because you did not know the specifics of his coming. Are you following me this morning? Amen. Many people this morning they are waiting for the coming of the Lord. How many are waiting for the coming of the Lord this morning? We all are waiting for the coming of the Lord. You know, the whole Christendom is waiting for the coming of the Lord. But the question is how many know how he is going to come and when he is going to come? Very few know. Actually, when he came the first time, you can use that as an example. He, the Bible says he came among his own. You read it in the book of uh, John. Chapter 1. Praise God. He came unto his own and his own received him not. This is verse 11. This was the first. Listen, listen. Now, of course, during this subject, we know that we are learning. So I'm not really preaching as much as I always do. We're just trying to learn a few foundations of our faith. What we believe. What we stand for. So if you learn something new and you have a question, write it down. I'll be glad to deal with it later. So now, when we talk about the first coming of Jesus, the Bible says he came unto his own and his own received him not. There are prophecies which were given about the coming of the Messiah. All the Jews knew it. I'm talking about all the Jews and all those that were reading the Torah. They knew the prophecy of the coming of the Messiah. And they were waiting. But the question is when he came, did they recognize 
recognize him. They did not. The Bible says he came unto his own. But his own received him not. You know, Isaiah is one of the prophets that prophesied about his coming. And Isaiah prophesied and said, Unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders. His name shall be Wonderful, Counselor, Prince of Peace. Are you hearing me? This is a prophecy of Isaiah. He prophesied. And the Jews believed it actually. They believed it. They read it every time in their temple. But here... When Jesus came and he healed someone on the Sabbath day, on the Sabbath day, he healed that woman. When they saw that, they said, What? Did you just break the Sabbath day? How could you do that? And he looked at them and he said, Who among you? That your, when your camel falls into the ditch on the Sabbath, you do not remove it. Hypocrites. You hypocrites. Meaning you too actually break the Sabbath day. And you are here blaming me for breaking the Sabbath And then he said, come unto me, holy that labor, and are heavy laden, I will give you rest for your soul. What does Sabbath mean? Sabbath means rest. But Jesus says, come unto me, I will give you Sabbath. So Jesus yes. came with the real Sabbath. People were resting from their natural works. But he had come to give them a Sabbath which will make them rest from their sins. From the works of their flesh. And he had come to give it. But he came among his own. And his own received him not. What did they tell to him? They said, now we know. When he said before Abraham was I am. They said, you are not even 50 years old. How can you say that you were there in the days of our father Abraham? How can you say that? He said, if you don't believe I am he, you will die in your sins. Who is he? The I am. The I am that Moses made. The one who said to Moses, I am who I am. He says, if you don't believe I am he, he that made Moses, he that was prophesied that he will come, he that created the heaven and the earth, Jesus never said, thus said the Lord. All the prophets said, thus said the Lord. Meaning God is telling me to say, Isaiah said, Thus said the Lord. Ezekiel said, Thus said the Lord. Elijah said, Thus said the Lord. But Jesus, He never said, Thus said the Lord. Because He was the Lord Himself. When He came down, He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Who was that? What manner of man is this? 
that calms the raging sea. What manner of man is this? What manner of man is this? He was the Lord of glory. He was the greater Yah. He was Jehovah God. Jesus is God. And it's a revelation that a few receive even today in our generation. Hmm, some people think Jesus is just a second person of the Trinity. There is nothing like Trinity in the Bible. Trinity is a doctrine of the Romans. It is not a Bible doctrine. If you find the word Trinity in the Bible, praise God. Come for a gift. And I will also repent on top of that. There is no word Trinity in the Bible. It's a doctrine of the, of the Romans. Which they have sent all over the world. But the bride will escape such a doctrine. The bride will believe in the one God of the Bible. The God of Isaac. The God of Jacob. The God of Israel. One God. He says I am the Lord. And that is my name. And I will not give my, my, my praise to have any graven image. Praise the name of the Lord. And so Jesus was God in flesh. And when he came, the Jews said, now, at first they told him, now we know you have a devil. We, we, we know, the things you are speaking, we can see you have a devil. And then when he continued speaking, what they consider to be blasphemy, they told him, now, you, you don't only have a devil, you are Belzebub himself. <laughs> They called Jesus Belzebub. The people who would go back to their temple and they would read and to us it's a religious service. So we are reading the scripture. And to us, a child is born, a son is given, and then they come to Jesus. You are Beelzebub. They would go back in the temple. And to us, a son is given, a child The prophecy is about him. And they are calling him Beelzebub. And yet, they would go back and read about him. Talk about spiritual blindness. They were blind. They couldn't see. Oh friends, I want you to understand this. Who was Jesus? He was the one that every prophet spoke about. All the prophets and the Lord were pointing to him. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus was the fulfillment. I can talk about prophet, uh, prophet from prophet to prophet. They all prophesied about Jesus. Everything they did was about Jesus. Praise God. When he talk about Moses, in the, in the Old Testament, when he put up that uh, stick, and he put that brazen serpent, and whoever was beaten 
bitten by snakes. When he would look on that, he would be healed. What was that? That was a symbol. Talking of Jesus who went on the cross to judge the serpent. The Bible says he became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. So even Moses prophesied of him. Ezekiel saw him as a wheel in the middle of the wheel. Daniel he saw a rock which was very huge. And then there was a hand, uh, there, there was a, a one which was cut out of it without a hand. Cut out of it. And then it came from heaven down to the earth. Listen, you remember the dream of King Nebuchadnezzar where he had seen that thing and he had seen, uh, what is it called? Uh, this, um, you know, a statue. And he had seen it, uh, it, the head of gold. And you know, the, the, the feet of uh, clay and, and iron. And, 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 and you know, all that. But what was that talking about? Listen to me. He was speaking of the kingdoms of the Gentiles that would rule the world from that time up to the end time. That was what it was talking about. And it was beginning with the kingdom of Nebuchadnezzar. The kingdom of Nebuchadnezzar was the kingdom of Nebuchadnezzar was the head of gold. How many are following? Alright? So the kingdom of Nebuchadnezzar was the head of God. And the last kingdom to come was having two things in it. Clay mixed uh, rather iron mixed with clay. What does that symbolize? The, the, because iron is Rome. Roman power, Roman kingdom. You know, the kingdom of, of Rome one time ruled the whole world. Almost. But the very last one, it is mixed with clay. That's Protestantism. And Romanism mixed together. So it is Romanism going to rule the world the last kingdom to come of the Gentiles. How many are understanding Today I'm going into a bit of deep things. So I want to follow. Now, but regardless of all those kingdoms, of course Nebuchadnezzar when he saw that he was the head of gold, he said, okay, Put that statue there. And let everybody worship. When you hear the sound of uh, the timbrels, the drums, then everybody shall bow down and worship the image. But yet, he was just the head of God. And he felt so good. He felt he should be worshipped. 
But there were three boys. Sadrach, Mesach, and Abednego. They said, we shall not bow. We shall not bend. We are not going to worship man. We are not going to worship the systems of man. Only God we shall worship. Only God we shall serve. Today, we have a people who will not worship any man-made system. Only God we shall serve. Only God we shall worship. And, 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 and as you know, but you see there's another thing here. That there was a stone that came and hit this image. And it was completely dismayed. Destroyed completely. The image was destroyed completely. Now, the image represents the kingdoms of the world. The stone represents the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says the kingdoms of the world have become the kingdom of our God. If your kingdom is in this world, it's okay, you can go and fight on the road. And you hold placards. NUP, NUP. Everywhere, But as far as I'm concerned, my kingdom is not in this world. Yes, I know I'm going to rule in this world. But not in its current system. When his kingdom comes down, he will destroy all the systems of the world. And he will put another system where he is the king of kings and the lord of lords and he will rule for a thousand years. And I'm going to be down here ruling together with him. Yes, I'm going to be a ruler. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says we are kings and we are priests. So now Jesus is the one that will have an everlasting kingdom. And if you are part of his kingdom, I want to say you will rule with him. We have a song that says the saints of the Lord shall take the kingdom. They shall rule forevermore. I will rule. I'm going to sit in the throne. The day is coming. I'm going to sit in the throne. That's why they are stealing our souls. That when the battle is over, we shall wear a crown. That is our soul. We have a crown we are going to wear. And we are fighting now. We are fighting with sin. But one of these days, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We are going to drop this flesh. We are going to drop this flesh. Hallelujah. Just like you will be changed. No more sin. No more sickness. No more this thing. No more trouble. And we shall have a body that cannot die. 
We shall have a body that cannot sin. That is the body that is going to rule because it will have character. It will have the nature of Jesus. But right now, we are fighting. We are fighting. Brother, fight. Sister, fight. Don't accept defeat. We must fight and win. In order to rule. So even Daniel. Spoke of Jesus. Every prophet. Spoke of Jesus. Jesus. And the Jews were waiting. Isaiah 61 says. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me. Brother, I wish you would just give me that quite quickly. You know, so that I can be able to quote it for the people. Isaiah Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the men. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Amen. To proclaim liberty to the captives. And the opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. These words were prophesied by Isaiah. And Isaiah, people did not understand. But they knew it was a prophecy. Because a prophet prophesied. And then here, years later, comes a man. Are you following me? And he stands in the temple and takes the Bible. And he looks for this place. He looked. Which means he knew what he wanted to be. He looked for this place. And he read this part. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He, because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the men. He has sent me to bind up the broken heart. To proclaim liberty to the captives. And the opening of the prison to, the, to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of God. When he had read that, everybody looked at him. And he said, This day is this scripture fulfilled. Do you think they understood? They're like, what, what, is, what is the talking about? That is speaking about the Messiah. Hope is not thinking he's the Messiah. Does he think he's the Messiah? Come on. This is the son of Joseph and Mary. Moreover, he was born in Jerusalem. These people, I believe they had prepared virgins. Virgins. In their temple. Because the prophecy also said. A virgin shall conceive. And bear a son. So they must have prepared virgins. That the spirit of God will choose among them. In their religious system. A virgin shall conceive. Are you following me? 
a virgin shall conceive. Is it the scripture? Is it a prophecy? A virgin shall conceive. The angel said it. So they, they, they must have waited for it. Maybe they prepared some virgins. And they waited for the angel to come. So one of them can conceive. Maybe every, every uh, two months or every month. They went back to ask. Anyone pregnant? Anyone pregnant? No. Let us wait another season. Let us with another story. Moreover, whereas the, the organization was preparing all those things, they did not know you cannot organize God. God will do what he has to do. And he will fulfill his word anyway. Whether people see it or not, whether they believe it or not, God will fulfill his word regardless of your situation. Even regardless of what is going on in the world or in the religious system, they may all reject him, but he will fulfill his work. While they were doing all those things, organizing God, God was very busy also fulfilling his word out of the organization. We are not an organization. God is fulfilling his word among us. Hallelujah. Amen. While the organizations think they have God, they think they have organized God, they think they know how he is going to come, but they don't know they are blind, they don't know they are naked, but there is a bride, there is a church, and it's all over the world. God is preparing to rapture a bride out of the organization out of the systems of the he will leave them in the organization while he's bundling his bride together making us one with the word and they were very busy waiting for the virgins to conceive <laughs> <laughs> but God himself he feasted his right virgin oh glory and when he came to this Mary he said you shall conceive and bear a he says, how shall these things be? He says, the Holy Ghost will overtake you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Let me tell you, how shall these things be? How shall we go in the rapture? How shall our bodies be changed? The Holy Ghost will overtake us. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Hallelujah. When the power of the Holy Ghost overshadows it begins by healing your body. If you are sick, he begins by healing your body. And he heals every disease. There is no disease he cannot heal. He will heal cancer. He will heal tuberculosis. He will heal HIV. He will heal every sickness. And then after that, he says he will overshadow you. And then you will be changed. In a twinkling of an eye, how shall it be by the power of the Holy Ghost? 
the systems will continue in their own ways. While he is very busy doing his thing. And then, while they are very busy doing that, a virgin shall conceive. Can you imagine? The virgin conceived. The virgin gave birth. And they were still reading. A virgin shall conceive. They were still waiting for a prophecy to be fulfilled which was already fulfilled standing before them. A virgin shall conceive. You, you, have, you, you, you are Beelzebub. Someone needs to see. I wish someone would open their eyes to show them this is the one that was conceived. This is the son that was promised to come. This is Jehovah God. I wish someone would open the eyes. And that's why Jesus he spoke to them many times. And they said, they are sons of Abraham. He said, you are not sons of Abraham. Because if you were sons of Abraham, you would have believed me. Why? Because Abraham rejoiced to see my death. And he was glad. When did Abraham see Jesus? Yes. Who was not even 50 years old. This was not Jesus the son speaking. This was Jehovah God. In Jesus. Speaking to this people. He was the one that told Abraham, I will be with you according to the time of life and your wife Sarah will have a child this was Melchizedek the one who came to Abraham in the tent and he spoke to him this was the one Abraham paid tithes to this was the one asked Abraham why did Sarah your wife laugh this was the one who told Abraham now give me your little boy and when Abraham went to sacrifice his little boy in the mountain his boy cried said father where is the sacrifice Abraham said the Lord shall prepare a sacrifice he shall provide a sacrifice maybe you have nothing to sacrifice the Lord shall provide a sacrifice the Lord shall provide us and he will save your children. He will save your children for you if you believe it. Abraham said it by faith and that's why he's the father of faith because by faith he believed God would provide a sacrifice. And then as he was going to kill his son God Jehovah he spoke to him and he said Abraham don't kill yourself. Stop. Come out. Stop Abraham. Come out. Just stand by the side. Shuka. There is a sacrifice. God provide a sacrifice. I believe. Abraham rejoiced. Abraham said, Hallelujah. My son is not going to die. Hallelujah. My son is safe. Abraham rejoiced. And 
years later Jesus is standing before them and he's saying before Abraham was I am and Abraham rejoiced to see my day hallelujah it was him that was there at that time but they had eyes they could not see they had ears they could not hear because they missed the part of prophecy that was going to prepare them to receive the Messiah they missed it and when the Messiah came they were blind as a bat he was right there before them. But they didn't recognize him. We have a song in Luganda they sing. He came to his own. But they didn't recognize him. Oh, are you this young? You don't know that song. He came to his own. The earth did not recognize him. He came to support them. The earth did not know him. They didn't recognize him. Who was he? He was Jehovah God. In the flesh. Oh, hallelujah. And Jesus, he came for a purpose. The purpose was to deliver the, 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 the those who were in prison. The purpose was to save the captives. The purpose was to die on the cross. But when he came the first time, they did not recognize him. I ask you a question. Why? The reason is one because they missed the ministry which was supposed to prepare them to receive the Messiah. Before the Messiah comes oh, I feel so good right now. Before the Messiah comes, there must be an Elijah ministry. Elijah ministry is to prepare the people to receive the Messiah. To receive God when he comes down on the scene. Praise God. For he says in the book of Malachi 4.5, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet. Before, please open it in your Bible. Each of you in your Bible. This is a little Bible study together now. I want us to understand what we believe. Are you there? Okay, if you're there now, we read one, two, three, go. Verse five. Behold, before of the and of the Lord. Elijah the prophet is coming. <laughs> when the before the coming of the great and the dreadful day of the Lord. There is coming a day. Brother give us verse 1. 
There is coming a day that the Bible says right here. Amen. That for behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven. That day is coming. Tell somebody that day is coming. That day is coming. It shall burn as an oven. It is going to be the dreadful day of the Lord. It is going to be very fierce. It's going to be a bad day, if you will, for people who did not receive Elijah. Elijah comes for one purpose to prepare the people to be saved by receiving the Messiah. The Messiah is Jesus. No man else. No one else should we ever worship. We should only worship one. And that is Jesus. Why? Because he's the Lord of Lords. He is the King of Kings. He is the God of the Bible. But Elijah comes for a purpose to prepare people before the coming of the Lord. Because that day is coming. Oh, I said that day is coming. I said that day is coming. Whether you believe it or not, the day that shall burn as an oven is coming. And I am not a hellfire preacher. But I am a preacher that is a, I mean a rapture preacher. I'm telling you about the rapture because I don't want you to go to hellfire. I want you to be saved. I want you to be raptured. I mean, but now the day is coming that is great and that is dreadful. This is the prophetic. Now I will just give you a little bit and then maybe in the future services I will expand it more. I want to ask you a question. Was the coming was the coming the first coming of Jesus. Was it dreadful? Was it burning as an oven? So, it was not dreadful. The first one. It was not dreadful. Do you agree with me if I tell you the first coming of Jesus was great? Why was it great? Anybody? Why was it great? Come on now. Why was it great? Yes, somebody. Anybody? The Messiah was being born. Anybody with a better answer? Yes. He had come to save the sinner. The first coming of Jesus. He had come to save the sinner. So it was great. Not so. The Savior coming down. It was great. He died on the cross. It was great. Not for him, but for us. And also for him because he loved us. So it was great. 
It was great. Because he came to do the work of redemption. It was great. But not dreadful. Give me the scripture again. Are you there? Behold, verse 5. Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet. Who shall do what? Shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And the hearts of the children to their fathers. Now, please understand. Elijah we are still looking at Elijah in the beginning. We shall build it up until we study this properly. But we cannot understand the ministry of Elijah in the end time without understanding his nature in the beginning. Are you hearing me? When Elijah comes, he will turn the hearts of the father's children before the great day. Four people here. Come up quickly, brothers. Who are willing to preach with me? Thank you. Four. Two more. One more. Please quickly. Now, here we have we, 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 we have Elijah okay. so this is the Messiah the first time he came. Jesus is first coming. If you understand you say amen. The first coming of Jesus. And this it's the second coming of Jesus. Has this happened? Has this happened? No. We are still waiting for him to come back the second time. Now, his second coming is called the dreadful day of the Lord. His first coming is called the great day of the Lord. Are you following? But now, the prophet is saying, brother, put it up there, verse 4, uh, uh, chapter 4, verse 5. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet. Elijah the prophet. Before, everybody, before, the great and before the great and the dreadful day. Before the great day of the Lord and before the dreadful day of the Lord I will send you Elijah. Are you following? Are you following? Now, when Jesus had not yet come the first time there had to be an Elijah to come. If people saw this Elijah, if they believed this Elijah, they would receive the Messiah. But 
But because they did not know or organize a light, when he came, when the Messiah came, they told him Belzebub. Because they were still blinded. They did not receive the ministry which was going to help them understand who the Messiah is. Oh my. Amen. Now, John the Baptist was the Elijah which came before the Messiah first coming. In this service, I'm not explaining that. But I'll explain it in another service. Now, we are waiting for the Messiah to come the second time. But we must receive Elijah before the dreadful day. Elijah must first come and restore all things. <laughs> Amen. Oh my God. Hallelujah. I'm preaching a sermon for another day now. But let me say this. Elijah has come. This Elijah has come. When is the is the Messiah coming to, 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 to come and do the rapture? And also destroy the others. No He's coming soon. But before he comes, this is the time. Elijah must come. Anybody who doesn't receive this Elijah will not be prepared for the rapture. So, I don't see how he goes in the rapture. This is a, um, we, are, we are dealing with Bible prophecy here. Elijah's ministry comes to prepare these people here for the rapture. But if they don't receive this Elijah, there is no way they will go in the rapture. No way, absolutely. But I want to declare to you today, Elijah has come. Elijah has come. This church and many others around the world is telling the world that we have Elijah's message and his message is preparing us for the coming of the Lord. That's why we don't have time to make organizations and religions. We don't have time for that. We don't have time to make denominations. We don't have time. The only time we have, amen, is to prepare for the coming of the Lord using Elijah's message. And I say, Elijah is come. Elijah is come. And his message is already here. If you don't know it, I don't know whether you're going to rapture. Get into his message. Hear his message. He's also the seventh angel message. When he begins to sound, the mystery of God shall be finished. After him, no more mysteries. The only thing left is the rapture. Elijah has come. We are in the days of the voice of the seventh angel. God bless you brothers.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Elijah has come. We have a reason to rejoice. Do you have a reason to rejoice? Oh my, you can sit in the chair and look at me, but I want to rejoice. I have a reason to rejoice. Sister Fortunate, I have a reason to rejoice. To be excited about it. Because Elijah is come. Elijah is come. The mystery is finished. The seven seals are open. The mystery is finished. We are only left with one thing. The rapture. I am thinking about the rapture. I am thinking about the rapture. We are the people that God is going to come for. We are the bride that God is going to come for. I am one of them. You are one of them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. We are filled with the Holy Ghost. The only thing left is the rapture. Hallelujah. The devil can't stop it. That's why our emphasis in this church is not bring a seed. Is not sow a seed. Is not give, 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 give. No. We believe in giving. But our emphasis is the coming of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. The devil can't stop it. Because it is too late for him. Elijah is already come. I've been watching. The other day. I was watching uh, this preach of ours here in Kampala. Grace Rubega. Grace Rubega. A clip. I should have said Apostle Grace Rubega. We need to respect men of God. And so he, he said something about William Branham. William Branham. And he said, oh, William Branham was a mighty prophet. You cannot equate him to any other in this time. He, he had a real gift of God in his life. And he talked about the pill of fire. He doesn't even understand what the pill of fire signifies. You think God just comes for a show? This is the same pit of fire that was there in the days of, of Moses. This was some pit of fire that met Paul. Paul. People don't understand. Why did he come to meet Paul? Because he was sanctioning Paul for a ministry of the Alpha. My God. I feel like speaking times right now. Listen, he was he was consecrating Paul for the Alpha Ministry of the End Time Bride. And when he came on, on William Branham, he was consecrating William Branham for the Omega Ministry of the same End Time Bride. So these people don't understand. They think it is a, a small thing. But God just came for a picture. 
This is prophetic. This is biblical. This is prophesied to happen. It is up to you to open your eyes. Or to be blind. But I choose to open my eyes. To see Bible prophecy. And Apostle Grace was saying, Oh, you know, but even William Branham, William Branham, you know, God took him because he, he sinned by bringing a wrong doctrine. Aha. I see. He's, that's why God took him in a car accident. Well, before you talk about that, can you talk about John the Baptist? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. How did John the Baptist start? John the Baptist. His head was cut off. Hallelujah. Yes. His head was cut off. They cut off his head. And they put it on a platter. Yet, Choka. he was the Elijah of that time. Alright. And then he said, because he was preaching wrong doctrine. What is wrong doctrine? He began talking about the serpent seed. Uh, I can preach the serpent seed without even mentioning the name William Branham. John preaches serpent seed. Paul preached serpent seed. We know from the Bible that Cain was not a son of Adam. I want Apostle Grace. I can go to him by the way. To prove to me from the Bible that Cain was a son of Adam. Nowhere. Nowhere in the genealogies of Adam. Nowhere. The Bible says Enoch was the seventh from Adam. And you've not counted Cain. You've also not counted Abel. But the Bible says Seth. Says, so you Abel. So you begin counting from Adam to Seth. Cain was not counted. Why? Watch because the Bible says in the book of 1 John, Cain was a son of Satan. Hallelujah. Right in your Bible. But they are blinded. And by missing the ministry of Elijah, they will miss the rapture. Why? Because they can't understand the ministry of Elijah in the end time is coming to prepare the bride for the rapture. It is coming to introduce the bride to the bridegroom to Jesus Christ. This ain't about church. This is not about our denomination or our pastor. That's why a true message church does not lift up a pastor above the word. 
Our pastor is the Bible and the Holy Ghost. And any man who will stand behind the Bible and the word, that one we will follow. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. We are not here to follow a man. Or even to follow William Branham. If William Branham preaches anything that is not in the Bible, we shall not believe it. But I want to tell you until today I have not seen any doctrine of William Branham that is not in the Bible. It is right here in the Bible. Every man of God every servant of God for him to prove that is of God he cannot teach something different from what is here. The Bible is our absolute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I say Elijah is coming. Elijah is coming. The devil can't stop. It. They are too late. To stop it. They waited until William Branham died. William Branham And then they began saying. Some people prophesied. Some people prophesied. A prophecy doesn't come after it has happened. I wish these people would do some research. No man would dare give such prophecies when he was, the man was alive. Praise God. Come here, what William Branham had William Branham was not a gift only. It was a ministry. Elijah didn't have just a gift. He had a ministry. Are you following me? The word of God doesn't come to an apostle. It comes to a prophet. That is the way. Read Amos 3.17. It says, Surely the Lord God will do nothing. But he will reveal his secrets to his servants, the prophets. And I'm, I am happy. That I can identify myself with the ledger ministry in our end time. There are many prophets in the Old Testament. The spirit and the ministry of Elijah were, was however very special. It was very special. Came in at the time when Israel was backslidden. The glory of God had departed. I believe you can say that the glory of God is departed from the religious world. The, 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 their boast of success is how many people they have. And how good the buildings are. Which is okay. But that's not a measure of level of success. A measure of success. The true measure of success. Is when how many people you've brought to Christ. Not to your denomination. But to Christ. 
not to your church. But you've brought them to know Christ. That's how you measure your success as a minister. Even if I preached to thousands and one got saved, I would consider myself as a successful preacher. If our church here, our fellowship here, in this place, if only two can go in the rapture, or one, I will consider myself as having a successful ministry. If only one or two can receive the Holy Ghost sincerely in their souls and walk the life of Christ and walk the talk, then we have a successful ministry. But at that time, Israel had backslid. The glory of God and King Ahab was one of the problems. He had married from among the heathen women. That's why a believer should never marry an unbeliever. I have married an unbeliever. She brought an unbeliever. And when that happened, Jezebel, the woman, she misled Ahab. And they built altars which were not the altars of Jehovah God, but they were altars of other gods. And Jezebel died. Ahab died. Elijah was there. But these people, the spirits of them that were on them is here again. The spirit of Ahab is here in the denominations that don't accept the right teachings of the world Jezebel, the spirit of Jezebel the spirit of Jezebel, the woman spirit which is a church spirit a woman is a type of a church a church spirit which will pull them away from the world so my pastor said it doesn't matter how I dress sister it matters how you dress it matters how you dress. It is woman, this woman Jezebel. Oh no, Mukazi Jezebeli. How that she was painting herself. Yes, and we see the same spirit today. Women are on the pulpits. And they are like Jezebel herself. To begin with. It was not the place of Jezebel. To be a preacher in Israel. God had not called a woman prophet. To be a preacher in Israel. There were prophetesses. 
Like Prophet Dorcas. Prophetess Dorcas was not going around in the temple teaching prophets, instructing kings. Prophetess uh, uh, Dorcas, she would sit at her home under a palm tree. And anybody who wanted to inquire of the Lord would go to her home. But the prophetesses so called of today they are not prophetesses like Dorcas. They are not servants of God like Priscilla. But we see the spirit of Jezebel behind them. It is Jezebel who was instructing the king intoxicating the king and the king believed wrong doctrine Jezebel made herself a, a pastor of Israel even when there was a true prophet of God the true prophet of God called Elijah. But Jezebel overpowered Elijah because she had the influence of the king. And she was so big. And this woman would paint a face and go to the window. And she wanted men to look at her. Sister, if you tell me you are using makeup, but your desire is not to be seen by men. You are lying. Let me prove that to you. Do that makeup. And remain in your bedroom. Your desire you cannot because you want to do makeup so that you can attract those men. Men and women don't do it intentionally. It is a spirit of the age. It is the spirit of Jezebel. And even the pastors they are already intoxicated by this spirit. They they tell the young ladies please make up look beautiful look attractive so you can get men to marry you I'm sorry the men that will marry you will be like Ahab the backslidden brother but as far as I'm concerned brothers who are Holy Ghost filled are not going to marry Jezebel. Painted face Jezebel. And even believers of the message who don't believe in makeup on the wedding day they make makeup. Oh my God. Israel is backslidden. So on your wedding day, you are saying it is my day. I can carry some little Jezebel. If it is not good for you today, it is not good for you any day. Stand for the word. I am telling you young people who are going to get married. All of you are warming up. We don't want those Jezebel stars. 
for God. Yes, I'm telling you because we did not do use makeup on our wedding day. And we didn't die. And we preached Christ by our actions to the people who came. We are not the same like them. We are different. The Bible says we are royal priesthood. We are kings and priests. We are different. We cannot be the same like them. Let us show the world there is a better life. There is a better life. Even to you that I am in institutions, I understand my sister here. You are in an aviation institution. And I know makeup is one of the things that is almost required. My sister, God has sent you there. Give you a testimony. Show them there are a different group of people who don't believe in this stuff and who will not die. Yes, you can even go to the courts of law. Yes, mm. if it came to that, we turn for the one. Where are those people? We are going to be zealous. Having the zeal of the one. The zeal of truth. The zeal of holiness. The zeal of righteousness. When everybody else around you is doing something else. And you are different. Sister, you keep your hair long. You refuse to trim your hair. Because the Bible says your hair is given you for your glory. And if you are not covered, the Bible doesn't even allow you to pray. And the Bible says your hair is your covering. And you can't even pray if you are not covered. You mean women should not cut hair? Wait a bit. Even trimming it. I didn't know this. Pastor, you mean you believe that? No, I, I, the Bible says that. I don't tell you what I believe. I tell you what the Bible says. Read the Bible. The Bible talks about Samson. And it says Samson. What was he? Samson. Samson. Had a, a, a Nazarite vow. And that Nazarite vow, he did not allow him to cut, even to put a laser blade on his hair. Nothing. Because he had a vow with God. And that's where the source of his power was coming. And in the New Testament, the Bible says the women, they have power on their head. For the reason of their long hair. Their uncut hair. So long hair, I want it to be longer. Well, not against your nature. You are not a white woman. Be who you are. 
Appreciate who you are. If you don't have very long hair, just don't cut your hair. Make it look nice. It's natural form. Keep it the way God would like it to be. Keep yourself neat and nice. Look beautiful. The way of the believers. When we preach these things, it doesn't mean sister just be shabby. I'm not going to come. I'm not going to wash my hair. Because I'm a believer. I'm not even going to dress properly. Even the clothes I dress. They'll be sweeping the floor. Because I'm a believer. No. Don't over overdo it. Do it the right way. If you're Many of the people who do that, they are doing it as a law. But do it by revelation. Dress nice. Look nice. If you, don't, if you dress badly, eh? mm. what do they call it? You know, if you are that kind of woman who is always that day, what? Brother Ivan, Olganda Ivan, he will not see you. <laughs> Brother Marvin again, Brother Marvin will be there. So Marvin, why don't you marry? Musumba, sira, baba, Musumba, I don't see sisters. Yet they are here. But they are. <laughs> they are not seeable. <laughs> I've not abused anybody. So serious. our younger sisters. Look nice. But not sexy. Okay, that kind of language appeals to our younger generation. You know, these days they dress to impress. They dress to be sexy. They're not a sexual object. You are as a daughter of God. You are not to be looked at men to last after you. Let a boy look at you and say, I see the character of God in this younger sister. So much that he can't even sleep. Until he comes to the pastor. Pastor. When I looked at sister. Fortunate. Fortunate. I can't even sleep. Help me pastor. What can I do? Because. When I see her. I see the character of Christ. Christ. The way she talks. The way she behaves. The way she dresses. The way she does her things. I see Jesus Christ. But if you want to be the kind that men look at you and they're like both of you have committed fornication. And the Bible says already that was for free. For our young people. That woman Jezebel. That woman Jezebel. And in Revelation 2.20 Notwithstanding I have a few things against thee. 
Because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. The spirit of Jezebel is a spirit of fornication. It's an immoral spirit. And physically speaking, most women are like this in our generation. The, the things they do it is for that purpose. This is for our young people. I'll give you this testimony. One time in Ethiopia, Ethiopia, you know, I have been raised to, to, to leave the word. I know there are certain things I can't do. Like you cannot find me in one room closed up with one sister. I can't do that. Even if I'm a pastor. I will keep that order. I will not do that. Oh, pastor, you don't trust yourself. Well, I don't trust the devil. Are you hearing me? I don't trust the devil. And here in Ethiopia, Ethiopia, I was in... Um, you know, there's this uh, sister that came. She was a new believer. But I noticed I was even speaking to my wife, this sister. She has a certain spirit on her. We need to pray for her. And so one time she calls me. Up. And you know, she tried her best to meet me alone. I was like, what is going on? So there must be something wrong. So I, uh, uh, of course, I was watching for that. But not wanting to be rude. And, and so what I did, I was always keeping a distance. And always meeting her with my wife close by. If she needed any counsel or anything. But, you know, she was a new believer. And then one time she calls me up. I don't remember what time it was. It was... Uh, Maybe my wife can remember. Was it midnight or before midnight? After midnight. After midnight. Pastor. I need a I'm in a very bad condition. It was so touchy. I feel this is real. It is genuine. I need to go rescue her. <laughs> so. Uh, I, I called up a brother. I had a brother in my house. Who incidentally is now the pastor of the church. I called him up. I said, Brother Moges, let's go. Could you please help me? Let's go. And we meet this sister. She just called me now. She's, she's in distress. We need to help her. So we drove. And then when we arrived there, she came and you know found down the on the road. Dressed like Jezebel. And then she sat in the chair. In, in the front of the chair. In the... And when she sat, she noticed there was Brother Moges. And she became very angry. Why did you come with him? Well, I, I, I had my problems. I wanted to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I just kept quiet. <laughs> and I observed the situation. <laughs> and then she noticed. <laughs> I was uh, just calm. 
until just an embarrassment. So she calmed down. She started telling me her issues. It wasn't a great deal. So in five minutes we drove her back to house and we went home. Now you who thinks you are spiritual more than even your pastor say me pastor I am very spiritual. You know me I can even you know share a room with a sister. Me I can even do this. Me I can even do that. Brother you are not more spiritual than the word. The Bible says, don't accompany with fornicators. Don't even eat with them. Are you hearing me? But he said, not altogether the fornicators in the world. But those ones that are called brother or sister and going around fornicating around those ones they should be marked unless they repent they shouldn't fellowship with them it is scriptural so brother there are certain sins which you can avoid and there are others you can't avoid for example, you can't avoid fornication if you go in the enemy's camp. A man of God like Solomon anointed having a heart like that God. But when he went into that camp when he saw the first time Ah, he looked away. God help me. Say, this is too much. Call me, Basham. The next thing you realize, he had fallen from God. Talk about Samson. A man of God, powerful. He sits down and on the, on the, sleeps on the laps of uh, uh, Delilah. And Delilah, be, you know, begin to. You know, while he was on the thighs of God. Uh, I'm powerful, you know. Do you know I'm anointed? Do you know I can kill 10,000? Yes, I'm so. That's why I trust you. Yes, Samson. Yes, Sam. Tell me where is your strength coming from. No, I will not tell you. So you don't love me. And in that process, slowly by slowly, Samson was losing his strength. Samson was losing his strength. His strength. Spiritual strength. His secret. Our secret is the one. Let people ask you, what is your secret of holiness? What is your secret of strength? Our secret is the word. Because we are hiding ourselves in the word. We have escaped fornication. We have escaped both physical and spiritual fornication. Hide yourself in the word. Wrap yourself in the word. But Samson was on the thigh of a woman. How could he escape? Before he knew it, he was gone. 
Even powerful men. They have all gone because of that. And here is the spirit of Jezebel. Again. You know Ahab. Was a man that was supposed to be a man of God. But when Jezebel came to him, Jezebel seduced him to plant a, a temple of Baal and other gods and backslid. Brother, sister, the spirit of Jezebel is here in the end time. It is with us. But we can overcome it. The only way to overcome the spirit of Jezebel is to accept the message of Elijah. Are you hearing me this morning? To accept the message of Elijah. Elijah is in the land. But the Bible here says. That I have something against you. Because you suffer that woman Jezebel. Which calls herself a prophetess. To teach. And to seduce. My servants to commit fornication. Oh my God. The spirit of Jezebel. It's a religious spirit. Which has seduced people away from the world. And has brought them to fables. To ideas. To idols. I can preach from two more hours. But I have to stop now. I have to stop now and then carry on. Maybe on Wednesday the Lord willing. So please church. The spirit of Jezebel is real. But when Jezebel comes on the scene, that is when God sends Elijah. And I say Elijah has come. I'll read more of this quote in the Thyatiran Church Age. When uh, what Jezebel is even in our generation. There's quite more to look at. Quite more to look at. And I don't want to overwhelm you with information. But I want you to understand. We have a minister of Elijah. In our time. And this ministry. Has come to restore us. If you're backslidden. You can be restored. Why? Watch. We have the ministry of the spirit. If you are sick, you can be healed. Why? Watch. The ministry of restoration. Tell your neighbor we have a ministry of restoration. If your life is in confusion, you can be restored. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The musicians can come. We have the ministry of restoration. We have the ministry of restoration. Praise God. If you need healing. We have the ministry of restoration. Tell it to yourself now. Now. Right now. What is your kind of condition that you are in? I want you to remember as we close. We have a minister of restoration. Everything can be restored. I don't know if I'm talking to someone here. Everything can be restored. Everything can be restored. With God, all things are possible.
Your family can be restored. Your children can be restored. Your job can be restored. Your work can be restored. Everything can be restored. With God, all things are possible. Praise God. Stand on our feet. Let us worship him now. Believe everything can be restored. Because the God of Elijah is the God of restoration. He's a God of restoration. Oh, yes. Wow. Praise God. Praise God. Come here, Only to join me. As we worship him with all our souls. But why do you worship him? If you need restoration in some way, tell them, Lord, I want you to restore. Somebody help me now. You are young. Alpha and Omega. You are Yahweh. Alpha and Omega. With all your heart, church. You are Yahweh. You are Yahweh. And Omega Oh, you are Yahweh Alpha And Omega You are Yahweh You are Yahweh Come on, sing with me now You are Yahweh You are Yahweh Bye. 
and worship you, Lord. You are Yahweh. Hey, you are Yahweh. With everything in you, you are Yahweh. You are Yahweh. You are Yahweh. You are Yahweh. Alpha. Restoration. you sing I want you to believe church I'm challenging each one of us we are talking about the God of Elijah and this is the God of restoration do you believe if I tell you there is nothing he cannot restore what have you lost this God can restore. He can restore your joy. He can restore your loss. Glory. He can restore everything to you. He can restore back your joy and your life. He will restore your family. He will restore your lost resources. He's Yahweh. He's Jehovah God. He's our salvation. Oh, there is nothing He can do. Believe it. Believe it with me tonight. While you worship Him in your way, while you cry to Him, while you pray, while you cry out of your soul, tell Him, Lord, you are Yahweh. You can bring me back. The God of Elijah, He raises the dead. The God of Elijah, He restored the lost acts. The God of Elijah, He restored. Amen. Food where it was finished. Your food may be finished. The God of Elijah will restore to you. The God of Elijah will multiply the oil for you. The God of Elijah will bring Jesus Christ to your doorstep. If your life is dry, if your life is dead, if you are filled with a lot of sorrow, oh, listen to me. The God of Elijah is restoring joy in your home. If this is prophetic to you, accept it, believe it. The God of Elijah even can take away your sickness. He can take away your sickness. He can restore life back even right now as I speak to you believe it believe it 
He's Yahweh. Yeah, Yahweh. He's Alpha and Omega. Alpha and Omega. No one like him. No one like you, Jesus. There is no one like him. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yes. We worship you this evening. We glorify your name. You are Yahweh. No one like you. When you close, no one can open. When you open, no one can close. You are the I am and the Amen. You are the Alpha and Omega. Alpha and Omega. You are the Amen of God. You are the Amen of God. When you say Amen, it means it is finished. So be it. Whatever you have said. It must come to pass in each life here today. Oh, oh. Hey, you are. If you want to pray or to sing, it's up to you. Come on. You are. Hey, you are. Oh, my God, you 
Oh, we will come. 
Jesus. While we worship, you are receiving your healing. While we are worshiping your life is being restored. Walk away from here different. Jesus. Just join in and worship him with all your heart now. You never fail. Tell him one more time. His name. His name is Jesus. Oh yes. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. He never fails. Yes. Just lift your hand to him if you can. Yes, you are 
Omolonde gumuna te. Omolonde gumuna te. Omolonde gumuna te. Dale moa. Dale moa. Something in your home, in your family. Something in your family life has gone wrong. And you want to restore. I have good news for you. There is nothing impossible for him. All things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. Even what you think is impossible. Stop thinking like that. It is possible with God. The big mountain in front of you is nothing for our God. Believe with me now as we pray and watch God do for you. Lord Jesus, there are people at the altar and there are others, Lord, in their seats. But they have needs. They are believing together with me. I'm coming, oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, the devil might have come at them. In the name of Baal. In the name of the, of the, of the, of the God of this world. The God of this evil age. To bring sickness at them. To bring fear on them. But I'm coming in the name of Jesus Christ. The great conqueror. The one who conquered sickness. The one who conquered fear. The one who conquered deceit. The one who conquered every immoral spirit. The one who conquered death. He even conquered hell. He conquered the grave. I am coming in the name of that one. Possessing every gift. Possessing every gift. Whatever your children are suffering with. Father, may they be set free. May, be, may they be released by the power of the Holy Spirit. The God of Elijah is a God of restoration. Begin to restore right now. Oh, Jesus. Begin to restore right now. In every life. Begin to restore. In every home. Begin to restore. Everything lost. Everything lost. Begin to restore right now. 
We declare a restoration. Restoration of joy. Restoration of peace. Restoration of health. We cast out every sickness. Away from among us. Every sickness. Away from among us. We have been told by the prophet of our generation. Every sickness is caused by demons. I don't care what it is. It's a curse of the enemy. And it has no part with us. It has no part with your children. And I cast that sickness in the name of Jesus. For they are well. They are set free. They are healed in the name of Jesus. May they be made whole for the glory of the name of Jesus. Oh Jesus. Whatever it is in our homes, come and put it right. In our individual lives, you know what we're going through, Lord. Come and put it right. Father, there's nothing you cannot do. You can do all things. We just want to thank you because I believe it is done. I believe you have done a great work in our midst in every individual. In every soul thirsting after you. Thank you, Jesus. I surely appreciate you, Lord. Because of what you have done. Just open your mouth and begin to appreciate him. Tell him, thank you, Jesus. Every day, every hour, you are faithful. Oh, Lord. Come on, join me now. Every day, everybody, you can sing that. Every hour. Every hour. You are faithful. Tell him. You are faithful. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Every day. Every day. Jesus. 
God, that we sing it now. Buri Chisela. Buri Chisela. Ori Mwesigwa. Ori Mwesigwa. Yesu. Yesu. believe though God has done something for you then I want you to sing one of them with me one of them you are one of them that God has done something for you amen well if you want to stand and clap together with me and rejoice a little bit as we go God be with you and give you a wonderful week Tell your neighbor, God bless you. God bless you, brother. May God increase you. Tell them, may God increase you. May God restore everything. Give you a wonderful week. Anybody that wants to escort me to Bulindo, you are free to do that. God bless you. Well, there are people almost everywhere whose hearts are all aflame. With a fire that fell at Pentecost, which cleansed and made them clean. It is burning now within my heart. Oh, glory to it. Amen. I'm so glad. If it is burning in your heart now, one of them. I'm so glad that I can I'm one of them. Hallelujah. Well, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. With all these people, may not be no one friend. They have all received the Pentecost, baptized in Jesus' name. And I tell him now, but fun and what his power is here the same. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. Well, you're free to jump if you want. One of them. One of them. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I'm so glad. Praying in his name, they were baptized with the Holy Ghost and powerful service came. Now, what he did for them that day, for you the same. I'm gonna rejoicing over that. Come on, Jack. One of them, amen. One of them, I'm so glad that I can say. I'm one of them. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I'm so glad. 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 I'm so glad
Come, my brother, come, my brother. Sing this blessing that will bless your heart from sin. Amen. Thy way stand, stand, stand and close If you are sad, you can be joyful tonight. Amen. It is burning now within my heart of glory. Amen. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm so glad. I'm one of them. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm so glad. I'm one of them. Amen. I'm so glad that I can say, Are you one of them? Go Hallelujah. Shout of rejoicing. Amen. Give him a dance right now. Come on. Come on, young people. You can show a dance for the Lord. There is no shame on dancing, on praising him, on jumping for him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. One more time. We want to continue dancing for him now. Come on. Because my sins are gone. I've been set free. I've been redeemed. How many are redeemed here today? Well, you can watch somebody dancing or you can dance yourself. <laughs> it's up to you to watch someone dancing or you join them in the dancing. Hallelujah. Glory God. Amen. Someone told me I'm not easily excitable. If you're a human being, you have excitement. But if you are not excited in the house of God, where are you going to be excited? I am not ashamed when I'm dancing for the Lord. I'm not ashamed to see people dancing and shouting. Why? Because it is the joy coming from the inside. How many are rejoicing this morning? Well, fire, fire, fire. Fire, fire. As on the day of Pentecost, as on the day of Pentecost, fire, 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 One more time, fire, 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 
you. Give you a wonderful week. God bless you.